posture, by the way. Right? <laughs> Thank you. So, Chris, you came to Kelowna in 2007. Yes. Tell us the story of how you got here. Well, the story was my brother moved to Kelowna first. Mm -hmm. uh, he opened the Survivor Bootcamp franchise that was around back in 2007, and I came here to become a trainer with him. Nice. Is that still happening? Survivor Bootcamp? He's still training, but it's not under the Survivor Bootcamp. What, what happened? So we were Survivor Bootcamp for a while, right? and the workouts, they were hour workouts, five day a week, very trendy. And um, as we learned more as trainers and got involved with more HIT training and learning how to be more effective with our time, we made a transition. Mm -hmm. And we didn't do it too smart because over the weekend, we changed everybody from one-hour workouts five days a week to half an hour, four days a week. Oh. And that didn't make a lot of people happy. Right. <laughs> so they left. But then everyone that was still around and still doing the workouts with us, they were blown away. They're like, I'm doing less than half the amount. Why am I getting better results? Uh-huh. And, and how is that possible? People tend to think the more you do, the more results you're going to get. Mm -hmm. But you're saying that's not necessarily true. Yeah. So the science with HIIT training, mm -hmm. when it's done properly, is... It's called, um, well, the, the acronym is EPOC. It's ex excess oxygen or excess post-oxygen extras. Oh, I'm getting it all mixed up right now. No problem. Um, EPOC. It's called the afterburn. Okay. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of words, but it means your afterburn effect. So what that means is it's not so much how many calories you burn during your workout, but what's happening to your body after your workout. I see. Okay, so that means I can go run on the treadmill for an hour. Mm -hmm. I could burn like 800 calories. Mm -hmm. And on paper... It's better, right? Because I'm doing more. But what's happening in my body afterwards? Right. So when you do HIIT training, what happens is it spikes all the hormones in your body. So your testosterones, your growth hormones, your endorphins, your happy hormones, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And it stays up for about 48 hours after your workout. Wow. Which means even though I might burn three, 400 workout or calories in that you know, 15, 20 minute workout mm -hmm. over two days, I've burnt a whole lot more than that 800. Right. So my body's becoming more efficient when I'm not working out. So I can work out less, but still get benefit as if I'm doing more. Interesting. So what is HIIT training? What is that? So HIIT training, the reason I say when it's done right, for one, people need to be ready for HIIT training because it's intense. Mm. And the other part of that is you need to be able to push into the right zones, which mm -hmm. means that you need, you need to have a heart rate monitor. So that you can see that, for one, you're going hard enough, mm -hmm. and two, you're not going too hard. Right. Right. So what you want to do is called anaerobic, which means you're getting 85% plus of your max heart rate. Okay. So for me, I'm 32. My 85% is it's 160 beats per minute. So you okay. take 220 minus your age. That's your 100%. Take your calculations from there. Okay. And um, that's pretty close to accurate for most people. And then so... The reason I say you also want to watch being over is I've had some people, even teenagers, that get well over 200 beats per minute, mm. which is unsafe, mm -hmm. and they don't recover from it for a long time. And I have other people that they're, again, barely even working, they're pushing into those high zones and they're not recovering. Uh -huh. So you got to watch that, yes, you're pushing into the right zone, and you're seeing it on, on your monitor, and you're able to come back out of it when you rest. So as you go into it, out of it, into it, out of it. That's what starts creating that afterburn effect. Right. So 
if your heart rate goes too high, you say it takes a long time to recover. What actually happens in the body that makes it hard to recover? You will recover from it. It's just a matter of how long it's going to take you. Okay. Right? So the stronger your heart is, faster you're going to recover from it. Mm. So when I train myself, I'm usually around one or a minute to minute and a half, Mm. which should be enough for a lot of people. But okay. again, beginners, stuff like that, you need to be prepared to go into those high intensities and make sure you're actually recovering. I remember when we first started in, in the, the group training class, when we switched it to hit training, there was some people that were over, like they were in like the 220s. Wow. And we were like, what's going on here? And we realized it was their double espresso shots on their way to boot camp. <laughs> I see. <laughs> that were spiking in their heart rates way higher than they should have which can you know, start to have some damaging effects uh-huh. so you've got to be careful when you're doing it that you're pushing into the right intensity that you're actually recovering because it's that pressing into it and coming out of it repeatedly that creates that effect in your body okay so take us through a typical 30 minutes workout so you're doing something intense for 60 to 90 seconds mm-hmm. and then you're resting yeah so there's a couple ways that you can do it well there's lots of ways you can do it um, with fitness, there's so many things that you can do. So you can do it just with cardio exercises. That's what a, a majority of people do. Mm-hmm. I like to combine it with strength. So for me, time is very scarce. So mm-hmm. I need to be very smart with the time that I do have. Yeah. You know, working, family, baby number five is due in a few weeks. Wow. Yeah. You have four children. <laughs> yeah, four children. Um, actually, we had four of them in three and a half years. So <laughs> um, our oldest was three and a half, then a two-year-old, and then we had twins. Wow. <laughs> and your wife. Yeah, she's she, at home. She's happy? Oh, yeah. She <laughs> okay. loves being a mom. Well, That's great. She's homeschooling. So, we're just, she loves Because I know some mothers have uh, told me it's really exhausting. So Can be. That's, yeah. So does she do this training as oh, well? Yeah. yeah. So energy, it's all about energy levels. Yeah, so I yeah. turned the, the garage into a home gym. Okay. So that's where my parking spot is. <laughs> right. So what would you typically do over those 30 minutes? Yeah. So like I said, I like to combine strength with it because right. I appreciate basic bodybuilding exercises. Mm-hmm. What I don't like about a lot of fitness is they're trying to be so entertaining within the workouts mm. to keep people in that the exercises people are doing are terrible. Mm. They're not doing them well. They don't know how to use their body. Your basics are pretty challenging when you do them properly. Mm. So I like focusing on those basic good exercises. I do go outside the box, but not so far that it's just circus-ish. Right. Um, So I like the principle of HIT. I love the basic bodybuilding style exercises, right? Your pushes, your pulls, your squats, all that kind of stuff. So I tie it into a circuit. I call it a strength circuit. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I pair two, three, four strength moves in a row. And then I finish it with one of those high-intensity cardio moves. Mm-hmm. So I get the benefit of the strength mm-hmm. and some muscle building. But I also get the effect of the hit. Right. So I create that circuit. I make sure I watch my monitor. I get into that right heart zone. Mm-hmm. I rest, repeat. Right. right. So for example, Monday's workout chest move, back move, cardio move, mm-hmm. right? 30 seconds of each. Right. Eat it five times. It takes 16 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to do. And like, I'm in great shape. Right. Like when I started as a trainer, 
people say, oh, just wait till you have kids. Just wait till you're further in your career and everything gets busier. Mm-hmm. Well, now I am, and I'm fitter than I was then. Right. I work out less than I did then. So it's just a matter of being intentional, yep. of building a good foundation for your body that you can build upon, yes. rather than getting caught up in a fad or a quick weight loss or something like that. Right. that no, your after after picture is going to be twice as big as your <laughs> your before picture, right? And a super intense workout in a brief period of time, which is very efficient, is what you're doing. Yeah. Also, exactly. So, and I've become better in it over the years as well. Because like there's more efficient and more well better programming, I would say. Yeah. Because you know, I try to hit full body as much as I can, at least two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Right. Old school mentality. Do your chest on chest day and rest the rest of the week. I see. Right? Where they know more scientifically, like two to four times a week, you're going to get better results. But at small doses of each muscle group, you can recover faster and get better results Mm. as a result. Interesting. So, for example, um, I will do 120 reps. So there's three exercises that I do times two. Um, So it ends up being 120. I think I did the math right, so it's, yeah, 20 times 3, no, sorry, it's 60 reps, right? So it's, wait a second, it's 30 each arm, Uh, 20 reps, so 120, so are you saying it would be better if I waited a few days between them instead of doing that? We still want to recover, so I'm going to, I'm going to break down... Last, I think it was last year or the year before. Okay. I was, I was just feeling sluggish. I was feeling like I was not recovering. Mm-hmm. I was just doing three workouts a week. Mm. They were an hour. They were good workouts. Um, they're laid out exactly like I was just talking about, that strength circuit style, but it was too much. My body was not recovering from that intensity for a full hour. So what I did is I took those three days and I divided it across six. I see. And I did that for six weeks and I took all my measurements, took my body weight, all that kind of stuff to actually track it. Throw your, throw your scale away. Right. Um, this one's a little more specific. It tells you your body fat and, and all that kind of stuff. Like weight's not, it doesn't matter. Like if you start working out, you're going to gain weight because mm-hmm. you're building muscle faster than you're burning off fat. Right. Um, but my measurements told me that everywhere that I'm always lean, like no matter what, I think I could be 300 pounds and my arms would still be good. <laughs> right. I mean, everything's in the midsection if, if I, when I'm putting a little bit on. Yeah. But my arms were bigger. My legs were bigger. My stomach was about two inches less across those six weeks. And I, never, I don't actually think I hit six days a week once. It was four or five each of those days. Right. But they were quicker. They were more specific. I was more energetic because I was actually recovering from, from those workouts. So yeah. It's just another example to me that less can actually be quite a bit more. Mm -hmm. You mentioned um, testosterone. And uh, for men, especially over 40, this can be a concern. It tends to gradually diminish with age. What? uh, Tell us how these exercises benefit testosterone. Oh, you just get a huge boost in testosterone. Okay. <laughs> if you listen to different health doctors, uh, a big one, Dr. Mercola, uh-huh. go to mercola.com. He talks a lot about HIIT training. Mm. He does, he's got all the research on, on the website there. Like right. He went from being a marathoner to doing more HIIT style training and documents all that research along the way and why it's the only thing that he promotes now. 
Nice. Do you know how to spell his last yeah, name? Yeah, it's M-E-R-C-O-L-A. C-O-L-A. Yeah, just Mercola.com. But he's a great resource. I mean, it's when you're on his website, it seems like you're trying to be sold everything. Yeah. But he's also got to keep the website active, and it costs a lot of money. Right. But he does make really good products available. It's not just well, a lot of expensive stuff. They're really high-quality, good things. Great. And uh, is it fair to say that you believe, when it comes to fitness, that mobility is the most important thing, or one of the most important things that a human can achieve? Yes. So back in 2011 is where I first learned about foundation training. Mm-hmm. And that's the main thing that I teach now. If I were to pick one thing I could do for my fitness, that's what it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned about it on a TED Talk. The creator is Dr. Eric Goodman. And he started it in chiropractic school, or mm-hmm. at least started the process, because I think it was fourth year in school, he was flat on his back. And every doctor he went to told him, you got to get into spinal fusion. Oh. And so he thought that, if I can't fix myself, what good of a doctor am I going to be? Right. So he started this journey. And in the process, he started to discover a lot. One thing in particular is he was in a yoga class one day, and they were in a chair pose, and they always told him, don't go into any kind of extension. Mm-hmm. And he was just so fed up with the pain, he went up in the most extension he could possibly do for the longest he could do it. And he was out of pain for the next few days. Hmm. And that got him thinking. And now, you know, 10 years later, the programs evolved to tons of exercises that are simple, anybody can do, and they're good for the average Joe, office workers, athletes. There's tons of professional sports testimonials, um, wow. actors like um, Chris Hemsworth, Thor. Mm-hmm. He, he couldn't lift the hammer in filming. They put it in his hand. Wow. And then the stunt guy told him, hey, you need to try foundation training. And then all his pain was gone. Amazing. So, so the hammer, I, I just assumed in Thor the hammer was kind of hollow. Like one of those things you might see at a kid's, uh, you know, thing. It looks like a, this giant hammer, but it's actually like hollow plastic with air. And I'm like, guessing there's some weight to it. Really there must be, yeah. To make it authentic, I guess, because your muscles are going to expand yeah. if you're picking up something heavy. Exactly. So, so interesting. Yeah, so with the foundation. Sorry. He couldn't even pick it up? No. Wow. Well, he probably could pick it up, but it probably hurt a lot. Right. He was, a, he was a big guy for and... filming in that first movie. Right. And actually, the other day, I was just reading a men's health article where he was, again, talking about his training. And in filming now, he's a lot leaner and still muscular uh-huh. and, and all of that. But he promotes that as the number one thing for his regimen. Anything you read for fitness for him, it's mm-hmm. no foundation training. Awesome. But um, So backtracking a little bit. So I first looked, learned about it, did nothing with it. A year later, I tried it again, and they taught a move called a founder. So I tried it because what they're teaching is essentially it's a hip hinge. Uh, a hip hinge is important because, according to research, they say we do it about 3,500 times every day. Mm. If we do it wrong, we're jamming bones together. Oof. If we're doing it right, we're loading muscle. So if we're doing something repetitively that much during the day, it's probably a good idea to make sure you're doing it right. So is it, it's what it sounds like, right? A hip hinge is rotating your hips. Well, so if you're standing and you want to reach across the table and grab your glass of water, mm-hmm. your bum is naturally going to push backwards so that you can reach forwards, right? A counterbalance. Right. So that's your hip hinge. Your bum is pushing backwards as your upper body is coming forwards just okay. a little bit. So I took that hip hinge. 
and I went to the gym and I started applying it. So for me, I'm a big trial and error guy when it comes to training. I like to un- really understand all the ins and outs. It's not mm-hmm. just I see a cool exercise and all of a sudden make everybody I know do it without really <laughs> understanding it. Um, but I started practicing. So what I did is I took a dowel, which is just a wood stick, like a broomstick, and I slapped it on my back and I understood, okay, so on a hip hinge, my hips, my mid-back, and the back of my head should be in a line mm-hmm. as I'm going through this motion. So I'd slap that on my back and I would practice exercises before I actually picked up the weight. I understood, so this is my neutral spine alignment mm-hmm. and this is the muscles and the chain of muscles that should be loading as I'm going through that motion. Mm-hmm. So now how do I do this? So I'd be at the gym, I would put the stick on my back and I would do a deadlift. Okay, those points are aligned. This is my range of motion. I toss the stick aside, I grab the weight and I duplicate it. Mm-hmm. So I did the same thing for squatting, same thing for rowing, all these different movements. And I realized pretty quickly that the discomfort that I was unaware of mm-hmm. was gone. I felt better during the workouts and after I felt way better my body felt so much stronger because before I wasn't loading right I was loading joints wow inside a muscle which what you can look at it is this is primary stability and secondary stability primary stability means you're loading muscles and chains and they're working together to support you secondary stability is where you're not using that so you're relying on tendons ligaments and bones hanging off their end ranges which does create a stability it's just not the kind that we want Mm. So your body will take the abuse for a while and then, oh, I threw my back out tying my shoe or something like that. Or no, it was more of a poor movement pattern and your body just had enough of it. Yeah. What do you think causes, so you talked about like there's certain things that are considered common wisdom in the fitness world and in many cases they're not true or they're not optimum. It's not the best way to work out. What do you think causes such a, you know, a lack of understanding? And people say, no, this is the way you got to do it. And it turns out it's not even correct. Everybody has their personal preference, right? At the end of the day, if your favorite thing to do is chase balloons around a room, you should probably do that. Okay. (laughs) But as you're chasing that balloon, are you bending over properly to grab it? Right. Right. Are you squatting properly to get down there? And as you're you know, jumping back up again, are you loading muscles correctly? Mm-hmm. Right. That's more my focus now because after my experience with, with that initially, I got so caught up. I learned everything I could for free online. Mm-hmm. And then I went for the service. Like I have to learn more of this. People need this more than they need another boot camp. Right. Because what we're doing on a daily basis is messing us up. And Mm -hmm. it's not just during your routine is what's my ultimate goal. That's important, right? If you want to build muscle, you want to burn fat, whatever. Those are great goals. But you don't want to destroy your body in the process. Right. Right. You need to learn how to move first before you start adding a lot of load to it. An example that I like to use is a nail. Mm -hmm. So you take a straight nail, a block of wood and a hammer, and you pound the nail in. It drives straight in. Right. What if you bend the nail first? Right. Right. It buckles under under the pressure, right? Same thing. If your body is messed up and you go throw, you know, 100, 200 pounds on your shoulders and try to squat, well, that's damaging your body. Right. Interesting. So do you have a gym? Do you have a location where people go? Yes. Global. Global fitness. Yeah, global fitness. Fantastic gym. And and someone can walk in there and they can ask for you. So do you have to be a member of Global Fitness to take your class? No, that is actually why I went there. Um, Honestly, they're a fantastic gym. They're great to trainers. 
for an all-around gym. I mm -hmm. love it. It's actually the only gym I like to work out in in town. I've been to most of them. Yeah. And what's great about I, Well, for one, I just get too distracted by people doing the wrong stuff all the time. Right. Like seeing people at the Y's and stuff like that. They're doing the same thing all the time. That's Incorrect. ineffective and wrong, done wrong, and they never actually change or improve. Do you so feel tempted to, to interrupt people and say, hey, can oh, yeah. I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just so distracting. Partially why I have a home gym. Right. But I appreciate Global for a lot of different reasons. For one, just as a trainer, they're good. I went there because you don't have to be a member to actually come in and, and do my class. You can buy the, the training package that allows you into the class. Mm -hmm. And they're just very fair all around. But they have literally have something for everyone. I know it has uh, the bodybuilding image behind it. Right. I would say it's just more of a focus gym. Yes, there's there's big guys at every gym that can be intimidating. But honestly, there's not a massive amount of those people that seem intimidating. There's every age. There's kids doing tennis classes. There's you know, all your older ladies, older guys, there's squash courts, tennis courts, there's everybody, every age, there's great classes, the trainers are actually really good. Yeah. That's another issue I have, is when I'm seeing someone at a gym and they have a trainer getting them to do things wrong. <laughs> it makes <laughs> it, it hard to work out. Yeah. So the trainers are fantastic. All around, the facility does have something for everybody. So yeah. I recommend it for that reason. Not that's just great. because I'm there, that's why I'm there. And how often do you recommend someone comes for your training? If so foundation training, it's twice a week and for a five-week course. Now, I have some people that just keep doing it over and over and over again, and mm -hmm. they're doing amazing. Like you said, the basics are really important, mm -hmm. very important. Yeah. So I should explain what foundation training is first. Sure. So it's a corrective exercise. It looks yoga-ish. It's definitely not. Um, what you're doing is you're activating muscles and taking them through their full ranges of motion. So if you take hamstring flexibility, like touching your toes, okay, I can unlock your hamstring and get your foot over your head in a couple of minutes. It's not very hard. Wow. But do you know how to control that range of motion you've now gained? Right? Most people don't. Right. Um, but what foundation training is, is it's not just pushing you to those end ranges, but you're gaining the strength and control and stability throughout them. So it's a very useful strength. Um, so it's a corrective exercise. A lot of the movements, they're designed, you can call it a 21st century yoga if you want to, but we all sit too much. We have devices too much. We have phones, computers, we're in cars all the time. They're horrible postures and they do a yeah. lot of imbalance in your body. For There's lots of great modalities, lots of things people do. I find this one the fastest, most effective. It's just, it's simple. Mm -hmm. It's 20 moves. Right? It's really easy to learn. But those imbalances are gone quick. Um, you, you learn how to use chains of muscles together. So strength goes up. Yeah. As an example of that, I haven't lifted a lot of heavy weight off the floor this last probably nine months. And the other day, I decided I'm going to try deadlifting today. And I had a personal record and I haven't done it in nine months. Amazing. And it's just focusing on this stuff. I know how to use my body well and keep my body stable. Uh -huh. um, it's all stability in your spine, your pelvis, all the muscles around your hips and your low back. You're recreating stability and strength within it. A huge part is decompression. So you learn to use your own breathing to create height in your body. Mm -hmm. And then the translation into your day-to-day. -day. So let's say as an office worker right? There's, there's a lot of talk about standing desks versus sitting desks, right? Um, which 
Standing is definitely better. Um, you're going to burn a lot more calories standing than you are sitting. Uh, I've known one trainer, they have the technology to, to measure all this, but she, um, she compared the, the calories burned standing versus sitting over the course of a year, and it's the equivalent to doing like 22 marathons. Wow. <laughs> so yes, better things happen when you're standing. But on a pain uh, um, stance, it's not just are you standing or are you sitting. Do you know how to sit? Right. Do you know how to stand? Because you can do both of them really well, or you can do them very poorly, and they're mm -hmm. going to hurt you the same way. Interesting. And are you doing any of the HIT training in the foundation? Or not, is it not just about posture and alignment? Yeah, so this is its own program. So okay. I teach it as a course. If people can just come and learn it and implement it, awesome. Or if they want to keep doing it, they can. So the way that I still use it is it's the way that I warm up before I exercise. Okay. So I'm working on all those things. I'm opening my body. I'm undoing the effects of the day. All right, that's a big thing. We sit on our butt all day at the office yeah. and then get to the gym and wonder why we can't squat. <laughs> right, your hamstrings have been shortened all day. They don't have the mobility anymore. Right. So it's a great tool to just create that mobility in general mm -hmm. that you don't lose very quickly. And it, again, it applies to everything. So as you're sitting at your desk, whether you're sitting, whether you're standing, the way that you move around your environment, you learn to hip hinge properly, to bend properly, to get down on the ground properly, how to hold your body so you can get to the end of your work day you're gonna have more energy you know, better cognitive function you're just gonna feel all around better mm -hmm. just by holding your body a little bit differently and then what in the gym environment you're gonna learn how to how your shoulders stabilize how your hips stabilize it's gonna translate into weight training um, there's a lot of racket um, sport players that have gone through at that you know they can reach those things that were once out of reach yeah. and they don't have pain while they're doing it anymore uh, one lady, she did it in the summer, and she's a, I think, semi-pro golfer. And she mm -hmm. just emailed the other day, and she just won her second tournament since then, pain-free. Amazing. And absolutely loving it. I would think it would be good for anybody in physical activity. So athletes and also people who work in construction, yeah. anybody who's got to work with their body, yeah. it'd be great to be No matter what, you need to move right. 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 And that's the component I see missing yeah. in, in a lot of... A lot of training. Yeah, a lot of training out there. So you said that uh, you'll warm up for HIIT training with the foundational. Yeah, that's what I do for myself. Right. Can, Everybody's application of it can be a little bit different. But yeah, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Can someone just join one of your HIIT training classes or do they have to take the foundational first? Oh, they can join. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you'll make sure they're aligned correctly oh yeah right so you'll you'll yeah. give them that as well exactly you're not gonna let someone do a, a movement that's gonna injure them mm -hmm. right for sure okay yeah but you recommend for most people that they start with foundational or just depends on exactly. their goals. so what my personal recommendation would be is to start foundation training because okay. you're gonna undo a lot of the kinks in your system mm -hmm. you're gonna learn how to move better and more stable Step two, learn the basics of loaded movement. So now, like bodybuilding style or weight training style exercises. Just to learn how to now apply it in a lower intensity environment, and then just build up from there. Right. right. Like I said, at the end of the day, the pr program you're going to do is the best one. I like weight training because on a functionality standpoint, that's what we do. We squat, we bend over, we reach things over our head. 
right? Yeah. So I'll say even Olympic lifting, a lot of people do that and you know, it's great, but I've never done one, one of those movements in my day to day. Actually, I take that back. This summer I did it for the first time. Mm. Um, CrossFit move, snatch, basic Olympic lift where you're picking the weight up off the ground and, and catching it out front here. But I was filling up the kid's sandbox with sand. Right. So going up the ramp, right, you're holding the, the, the weight, and I'd pop it up on my shoulders to be able to dump it. Right. Otherwise, I've never used one of those kind of movements, so you can argue it's functional. I say it's more fun. <laughs> right. But things that are going to help you in your day-to-day. So I like, again, basic weight training, your basics of movements, your squats, your lunges, your hinges, your pushes, your pulls. Right. And then I just try to do it a little bit more efficiently mm-hmm. for bang for my buck. And if someone's got uh, some extra weight around the waist... Yeah. Um, hit training is going to be great. Oh, yeah. Right? For sure. You just yeah. got to be careful. Right. Right. If you're not ready for it, then well, you could hurt yeah. yourself. Right. Um, just an example of that. One trainer that I really appreciate, his name's Peter Twist. He's out of Vancouver. He trained the Canucks for over a decade. Mm. He has an eight-tier training system, even for the elite guys. Hits last. Mm. So if someone at that level is not pushing those guys to hit yet... I mean, how are you going to expect a desk-bound warrior right. <laughs> type person to do it? Yes, the science is legitimate for it, but you do need to prepare your body to move, right? Mm-hmm. Excellent. Do you have a website that uh, explains your courses and times and prices? Yeah. So my website is createdtomove.ca. Created to move. Yeah. T-O. Yeah. yeah. So created, C-R-E-T-E-D, T-O-M-O-V-E, G- or uh, dot ca dot ca <laughs> yeah okay and um so i have information about foundation training on there i'm actually just looking it is live but i'm going to be also be relaunching it probably in the next couple of weeks here just to get a little bit better information out there great and actually my goal with it is to make it a resource that answers people's questions because there's so many i'm not i don't go after the elite guys i want people that like what irks me most is people that are fit throughout their school-aged years. As they get into college, it starts to dwindle. As they get into career and family, it just drops off. Yes. I don't like that. Right. See, I used to be under the impression that I had to work out an hour, hour and a half every time for it to be effective. It's not true. Hmm. It's just getting the right information. So as much as possible, I want that to be a resource to give that information so that'll come with time right now it's just going to be more focused on some foundation training and some general information to to get people just tell them what they need to know to come for class that's great yeah chris who would you like to nominate to come on the show in the future nominate for that i've been thinking about that all morning (laughs) there's honestly there's two people i would like to recommend okay first one is Brad from Body Shop Training Center on the west side. Okay. And the reason I would want to recommend him is like they're more of a CrossFit gym. CrossFit hurts a lot of people. Mm. And a few years ago, I was just trying to figure out why. Right. And he helped me understand it and why he dropped the, the CrossFit name and mm. his training center and what he's doing different. And I know there's a lot of CrossFitters in town. Mm-hmm. I know there's some good gyms, and I know there's some not so good gyms <laughs> that are gonna that can hurt people. Right? Do you so, know Brad's last last name? Pretty sure it's Hall. Hall. Okay, we'll figure it out. And then, so that's why I recommend him because I know there's a lot of people doing that that 
will hurt themselves mm -hmm. and they, that can be easily avoided. Right, with things like, say, again, foundation training, that's why I teach that, because you learn how to do a lot of those movement patterns ahead of time. It's low intensity, anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. Huge bang for your buck. And the other one would be the, the manager at Global, Garcia. Because anytime I talk to people about Global, they don't want to go there because they mm. think it's all full of juice heads. Right. And it's not. There's literally everybody there, and there's a lot of fantastic things that are happening in the gym that people, mm -hmm. they're just under the illusion of what it was 10 years ago, and it's not that anymore. So, right. so she could explain the facility really good. Did you say Darcia? Yeah, Darcia. D-A-R-C-A? C-I-A. C-I-A. Okay, got it. Well, Chris, thank you very much for your time today. It's been really interesting. Yeah. I'm going to check out your website. I know a few people that I want to send to come and see you. Yeah. They've awesome. got problems with their feet, with their posture, or back, and yeah. um, they're trying to get in shape, but mm -hmm. they, they complain about pain all the time. So oh, yeah. Those think, are exactly the people that need to come to foundation training. Right. Like, so, testimonial-wise, they're building up pretty quick. Like, mm -hmm. the chronic pain people, um, recently a, a banker person, 35 years, mm -hmm. chronic pain. You know, within three weeks, she was back at the gym. Amazing. Couldn't sleep more than an hour at a time before. Wow. Back to sleeping properly, back to the gym, back to life. Guy in my class right now, he's, I think he's 40-ish. But he said all through his 30s, he spent over 10 grand at every practitioner he could think of. And after the first class, things shifted. By week four, he was completely out of pain. He was absolutely loving it. Amazing. And that's a common story. It's most people, the movement is their issue. Right. And this addresses that issue specifically, mm -hmm. and it's easy. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Chris. Luke Mankus is a realtor. He loves what he does. We asked Luke if he had any regrets about moving here in 2011. And he always says, yeah, one regret. And that is, he didn't move here sooner. When Luke came here, he didn't know anyone. He didn't know the neighborhoods or anything or anyone besides his daughter, who was six years old at the time. So he knows what it's like. Now, he's an expert and has helped well over 100 single people, couples, families, and investors with their real estate needs in the Okanagan. If you're new to our beautiful city, Luke can help you get connected with great lawyers, dentists, carpenters, landscapers, swimming pool installers, you name it. And whether you're new to Kelowna or not, Luke knows real estate. He can help you find a great property, negotiate a good deal, and hold your hand all the way through the process until the day you get your shiny new set of keys. Luke is known as a no-pressure kind of guy. He's had clients where it took even a year or more to get them into a property. He just doesn't believe in rushing things. On the other hand, when you decide it's time to act, he's diligent, and he'll work day and night until the job is done. Give Luke Make Us a call or a text message at any time, 778-215-4273. Again, that's 778-215-4273. 778-215-4273 to chat with Luke about real estate.